What's up, y'all? And welcome back to Speak Your Mind Radio. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Queen Star, aka Miss Hip Hop. And today, uh, I have a very special guest in the house, like seriously. So I'm going to have him introduce himself. Guest. Yo, 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 what's up, world? Uh, my name is Fred. I go by Word Man, Fred the Designer. And uh, quick brief about myself. I'm an author, educator, artist, graphic designer, fashion designer, former MC, a man of many hats, many talents. And I'm just, you know, proud to be here this evening. And I'm happy to have you. Like, um, and you should have been on here, but I think you came at the right exact moment, though. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm always with the timing. I'm always with the timing. The universe timing. Yeah. For sure. Um, y'all, we're going to play this game. It's the icebreaker game. Feel me? And what we're going to be doing is answering a series of questions and phrases for the guest, a uh, word man. I like to call him word man, but Fred too, off air. But yeah, so this is going to be fun, y'all. So it's like questions in the hat, as you can see. Let's see. Oh, that was dope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is the first, first icebreaker question. Um, how did you get your nickname, word man? Uh, funny story. So, um... I got the name actually from a movie. I don't know if you've ever seen the original Gangsters with, um, uh, it's a movie that came out back in the early nineties, but, um, it's called original Gangsters. It had a, uh, it had like Fred Williamson. I guess it was about like, um, the black exploitation characters in like the newer, the newer school, newer environment. And they was like going against like new, um, New gangsters, I guess. But anyway, there's a character uh, that's played by Shaheen that's affiliated with the Wu-Tang. His name was Wordman on the show. I mean, on the movie. So uh, it just stuck with me because, like, uh, I, when I first started rapping, uh, I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't come up with a name. And then I don't know. I watched that movie and I was like, Wordman, because I know that most rappers either get their name from somebody fictional character from a movie or someone in their neighborhood or from a real character. I didn't want to go with like the Capones, you know, the the Noriegas or the, you know those type of names. So I went with Wordman and it just stuck with me. So yeah. Yeah, that's a great um story that you told and I had to watch the uh, original gangsters movie to get exactly where you're coming from, you know? Yeah, that's old school right there. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I um the next question we have is all right, when is your B day and what is your zodiac sign? Okay, so my birthday is coming up. It's February 29th, which is leap year. And I'm a you know, leap year is every four years. So my birthday comes every four years. So you a Pisces? I'm a Pisces, yep. That's dope. Yeah, so I celebrated like on the 28th. And my mom's really celebrated on the 28th, and my dad celebrates it on the first if leap year is not around. So yeah. Wow. Yeah, baby. I know one other uh one other like famous person I know that's leap year is Ja Rule, I believe. 
Really? Yeah, he's a he's a leap year. That's why he's so talented. He's a Pisces. He's leap year. Yeah. So we rare. We rare out here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's cold. Uh, I think the next leap year is 2024. Uh, yeah, it is 2024 for sure. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. That's so dope. Um, all right. <laughs> Why am I laughing? Okay. Baddest chick from Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> Tommy, man. Tommy. 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 Man, I love me some Tommy, boy. And I'm married, but my wife knows. She knows that's like my celebrity crush, man. Tommy, for sure. Tommy is in. Yeah, she's the one. I watch Love and Hip Hop just because of Tommy. I, I, I hate the show. I despise it, but I watch Atlanta just because of Tommy. She's crazy, but I, I love her. I love her personality. You know what I'm saying? She's she's dope. I, I fuck with Tommy Heavy. Yeah. Sweet. Are you cursing on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours? What's yours? You got one? On Love and Hip Hop? Yeah. Uh, that was like a random question. Because I'm like, damn, did you know I even watch Love and Hip Hop? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You got one though? Um, I mean, this part is gonna be cliche, but I love me some Cardi B on Love and Hip Hop. And she just brought oh, yeah. I forgot all about Cardi. I like Cardi too, but Tommy, man, Tommy next level, man. She next level. Mm. She's crazy though, but she next level. <laughs> okay. And that's why you like Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um I think it's a two for one. Uh, okay. Uncle One Bone. Mm -hmm. that's the, that's the name uncle one bone talk about uncle one bone oh man well uncle one bone is you know is my uncle who, uh, who passed away a few years ago and uh man only thing i can say about uncle one bone is just like man he he was my my male figure you know uh yeah he was my male figure you know he was the reason why i love fashion yeah. He's the reason why I love music. Uh, he's the reason why I just love culture in general. Like my family in general, we, we're a very small family, but uh, like, you know, in my house, so we was very cultured. So we had like mixing, yeah, mix of things. Like my mom was real big on like, on like uh, early hip hop and Has early soul music my uncle was like a house head and he listened to gospel and then my grandfather was like a uh like a soul type of person where it was like sam cook and jerry butler so all my love for different music and genres come from my household and uh uncle one bone definitely was uh the inspiration for that you know what i'm saying he taught me how to groom i used to sneak in his room listen to his cds and stuff like that so <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He was more like a big brother more than like an uncle. You know what I'm saying? He was like a big brother. But yeah, that's... that's uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. I got a question. What's the last song you and your uncle heard together before he passed away? Uh, man, I always used to play different type of music. Uh, I want to say maybe... Uh, I don't know. I can't... I think it's... I want to say it's a record. Uh, it's like this. It's like this UK artist. Uh, 
and uh, she's from uh, she's from Norway. Her name is uh, Sharna Bass. She had a song called Hit and Run. And it's so crazy how I ran across the song because I was in like H&M one day, just randomly in H&M one day. And I heard the song on H&M. I said, jam that shit. And it just stuck with me. So I just played it. Uh, I was one day I was in the car with me and I was just playing it. You know what I'm saying? That was like the the last time that um, you know, we was in the car together. That's the last song I kind of like played for him that he haven't heard. He haven't heard that record. So yeah, I got I put him on that record. You know what I'm saying? Shauna Bass, hit and run. Wanna it's a dope record though. Okay. Um, we definitely at Speak Your Mind Radio gonna check Shauna Bass out, hit and run. Yeah, definitely play that on the show for sure. Mm-hmm. You're gonna love it. All right. Uh wow. Okay, next, let's see what we got. Oh, okay. Um, uh, first thing that comes to your mind when I say crucial conflict and do or die. Oh man, uh youth. Youth. Uh the funniest thing that um we were supposed to perform Crucial Conflict Hey and Summer Camp, me and my homies. But uh, uh, we we didn't know if it was going to be a, a, appropriate or not because Hey is about smoking weed. So, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it was like, uh, uh, man, how many people in Crucial Conflict? Four? Yeah, so it's four members. And it was four of us. But like everybody couldn't get the, the verses right. So we end up we end up doing we end up we end up doing it more money, more problems. Yeah, we doing more money, more problems. And two of the homies did Puffy and Mace, and two of us was background dancers. And unfortunately, I was a background dancer. I wasn't a pro because I didn't really know more money, more problems like that. But we did that at the talent show in summer camp. And uh do or die. First thing to come, I just remember like Johnny P, even though he's not part of Do or Die, but I remember Johnny P would come into my high school to play like in a celebrity basketball game. That was just like random as hell. But he came and played in a basketball game. And I remember him singing uh uh Poe Pimpin' on, on the mic in high school. So yeah, that's yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, rest in peace, Johnny P. I forgot all about Johnny P. Rest in peace to that man. Yeah, that's that's why I think about crucial conflict and do or die. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, that was a great story. I never like, I mean, not I never, but I didn't know that about you or whatever that y'all was supposed to perform. Hey. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, man, we was young, man. We had to be. You know what's so crazy about summer camp too? And how it just it's just it's weird. Chicago is a weird thing. If you know who GLC is, right? Uh, Kanye West, he, he rap with Kanye West. No. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but GLC, uh, if you're familiar with like the Kanye, the old Kanye West, he was on a he was on a record, uh, Spaceships and Drive Slow. Oh, uh, Drive Slow, homie. You never yeah, yeah, he was on that record. But anyway, he was our. Oh, sorry. Summer camp leader when we was summer. Camp. He was our summer camp leader. His name, and we used to call him Leonard. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, and uh, yeah, summer camp. He was our camp leader, so we knew him as Leonard. You know, and then he became he. You know, he became GLC. It was crazy. That's <laughs> crazy! Wow. Uh, thing. 
Okay. Um, yeah, John, okay, I'm gonna keep moving. Um, where did you learn how, I knew that was coming because I wanted to say that. Where did you learn how to dance, period? Uh, I mean, I come from a family of like dancers, but I mean, I guess like uh, going to like parties maybe. I mean, I don't know how to dance now. I mean, I'm more silly dancing now, but uh, like back then when I was a kid, I used to like love to dance. But you know what? My uncle, man, rest in peace to my uncle Craig, he used to be a DJ and uh, he basically used to always like play like MC Hammer and just like records and just have me dancing so i just you know i was always a dancer like because of that but now i don't dance i just i just two-step you know and i'm not dancing anymore but yeah well i still i still like to see dancers and things like that but no, i'm not dancing no more though but yeah i guess i just learned naturally man my peers maybe just going to parties i was always at parties and shit so you know Back then, you had to either learn how to, you either have to like know three things where I'm from uh, basketball, dance, or uh, or rap. That was like the, that was like the popular things that the kids did: hoop, rap, or dance. You know what I'm saying? And I did all three, so that's cool. Yeah, leap year, baby. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's dope. Had to, had to make things special, you know. <laughs> had to adapt. Speaking of adaptation, like, you feel me? Like, what was it like for you to grow up in Chicago? Like, you feel me? What's your um, perspective? Man, I, I loved it, man. Like, um, you know, I, you know, we experienced trauma as kids growing up in Chicago, especially like the environments I grew up in. It was like life or death type of things. But overall, man, I felt like I still, like I enjoy my youth. And, you know, a lot of kids was growing up around me. They was growing up too fast. I didn't want to grow up fast. So I, I enjoy my youth as a kid. So I didn't stop riding my bike till I was like 16, 17, something like that. I rode my bike for a long time. And then, you know, uh, and then my homies started getting cars and, and then we started getting cars ourselves. But I mean, I just enjoy my youth, yo. Like for real. I miss being, I miss being young, low key. Sometimes I can always wish I can just go back and warp. That's why I like to write. That's why I be writing these children books, because it kind of make me real real my youth. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. You say you like writing children books because it makes you what? Relive my youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually was gonna ask you that too. That's in his hat, but talk about the publications that you put out there before, like, and what made you wanna, you know, get involved with it, writing. Uh, when I was young, man, I didn't really like reading books like that because it's like, man, I used to like, I didn't really have books that I can that interest me. You know what I'm saying? That I can relate to, you know, uh, like urban like urban type of books where it talks about the streets and like things that, you know, young black men go through in America. I didn't have those type of books. And I remember reading a book in like eighth grade, it was called A Hero Ain't Nothing But A Sandwich. And throughout the whole book, I just remember this somebody getting shot and somebody being struck out on heroin. I'm like, hey, I can relate to that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, as I got older and, and then I got in this uh, career, 
as teaching, uh, I remember I used to have to read the students because they were, um, they had learning disabilities, so they couldn't really read at grade level. So certain books I used to have to read to them just so they can, you know, understand. So the books I used to read was like these books that was about similar to the hero and number the sandwich about like adversity and just like uh, urban, urban things like kids getting caught in gang violence, kids getting, getting bullied and things like that. So I'm like, man, I should write a book. You know, I always wanted to be involved in like that type of media. So I'm like, man, I, you know, I want to write a book because I used to tell stories with my art the same way. So I'm like, maybe I could tell stories writing. So uh, one of my old childhood friends reached out to me, was like, hey, can you help me illustrate my book? I'm like, yeah, cool. You know what I'm saying? And then she kind of inspired me to write a book, you know? And then um, after I illustrate, like, after I, after I illustrated and designed two books and published two books for her, I said, let me start off. So I started with a book about my daughter. And then I started writing a novel for children, like a teen novel. And I published it, self-published it, put it out there, sold it online. And actually, um, recently, well, not recently, but a couple of years ago. It's freezing. Uh, one of my coworkers who was maybe, uh, it's freezing. No, uh, it, it always come back again. Like it, right exactly where you left off at. You say your coworker with it, what? Oh, my coworker basically he hit me, was like, yo, we would like to, you know what I'm saying, teach her a book in the curriculum for the for the, for, for uh, English what? this year to, to, to uh, eighth grade. I'm like, word? He's like, yeah, we're going to buy, we're going to buy, you know, a couple of copies. I mean, well, they bought like, I think 30 or 60 copies or something like that. They bought co uh, copies from me and, and went from there. And the kids love it. So now they're waiting for me to write part two. I just got to sit down. Writing a book is not is not easy, man. It's like, especially not like a, if that's something that you don't do. Like, I'm not a frequent writer. Like, I used to write rap music, but that was years ago. And that used to come so naturally. Because like in the studio and writing a book is two different things. Like in the studio, you're, you know, you're writing on a verse or two for a record. But a book is like pages and pages. You got to create a story and you have to keep creating that story to make it make sense and to make it mash well. So, uh, yeah, writing a book is not hard, not difficult, but it's not easy, but it's, it's possible. Anything is possible. So, yeah. That's yeah. My yeah, that's a great story. Hold on. Let me turn down the, uh, it can be because it's on. The what? The heat is on. I accidentally had it on. Oh, uh -huh. uh, yeah. It's a little steamy in here, too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's crazy for real. Okay. Uh dang. Um, oh yeah. Um, what do you mostly enjoy about teaching art class? Uh man, I just feel like art is a way for people to ex to express themselves. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not like a good artist, like there's no such thing as a good or bad artist because artist is a respect uh is an expression of you. Yeah. So what you see. You know, you might see something that other people don't see. Like, for instance, my art, sometimes I might not think it's good, but people might think it's incredible. I'm like, yo, I could do way, way better than this. But they're like, man, that's just so dope that you can just do this together. So that, that motivates me to continue. And that's how I feel with my students. Um, it's like teaching them something that they, that they, that they, 
probably thought they couldn't do. All in all, you need or some type of guideline. So when I teach them how to draw certain things, I show them step by step. And then when they show me like, hey, I did this. Like I went from drawing stick figures to actually drawing an actual person that looks like a person. So yeah, <laughs> that's the dope part about it. And then it's like, for me, it's, it's, it's passion for me. It's right. passion for me. So anything that's passionate, it's always, it's not going to, it's not, it's, it's, it's not going to feel like work. It's just going to be like, it's just going to come natural. Right. And speaking of passion, how, how, how have you like passed on your passion to your kids? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think what it was is just like, uh, I feel like gifts is like hereditary. You know, you just got to have the right time to bring them out. I mean, look at ball players. Look like, for instance, look at um, let's talk about uh, look at LeBron's son, Bronny. He's he's a natural, you know. He's definitely gonna go to the NBA. He's natural. He's a natural. It's in his DNA. So I feel like that with my gift. You know, my kids are naturally creators. They like create, and it's like something they just do randomly. It's not like they're forced to do it. They just like to create because they're passionate about it. And I think when your kids see you expressing your passion, they're going to be like, hey, that's something I want to do. Because, you know, children are a reflection of you. You know what I'm saying? I just remember how my dad used to wear his hats. You know, my dad was like a baseball. That's why I love baseball caps. Because every time you saw my dad, he had a baseball cap on. So I used to wear my baseball caps like my dad. You know what I'm saying? Get that swag like him. Because, you know, and not saying that's not hereditary, but kids see what you do. they sponges. So whatever you do, they're going to want to do it. So that's why uh, uh, singers, they chose to become musicians and artists, they chose to become artists, actors, uh, whatever it is, nurses, doctors, lawyers. Like, man, my dad was my dad was in the police police academy. He was a sheriff or, or a lieutenant. So now I'm about to become detective because, you know, that's a legacy type of thing. So that's how I feel, yeah, with the art. I love it. I love it. Uh, you just telling me some stuff that I just like never knew. So you, you plan on having kids? Just remember that. Remember that. That's why you gotta, you know what I'm saying. And uh, when you plan on having kids, just just remember that. Like children are are sponges. They're gonna do. They're gonna do whatever you do. You know. That's why you have to be a good example for them. You know what I'm saying. And you know, be a good. I was a young parent. Me and my wife, we both was young parents. But you know, we made it work. We did what we could to to make it work. We just knew we weren't gonna be them, them, them ghetto ass parents. You know, so we like to have fun. Our kids know we we're a little off, but we're not. You know, we still have structure. That's dope. Um, still have structure. Gotta have structure, yo. Got to. Yeah, you gotta have structure. And this uh, camera keep freezing up for some reason, but like I said, it's catching your last words. So, oh, we'll just talk about structure. Having structure in the house, kids gonna follow behind that. Yeah. yeah, kids are like I said. Kids are a reflection of you, so whatever your kids do out here, you know, they're a reflection of you. So whatever you know, it's all learned behavior. So yeah, and then it's their environment. Whatever their environment is, they're gonna express that. You know, they're gonna express what type of environment they come from. Uh, Definitely, you guys set a, a great example each and every day. Well, I appreciate that. That's the goal. Sure. Um, 
What's the name of your fashion line? Made, made clothing. Uh, uh, stands for making a difference every day. Oh my God! Why do you know that? Making a difference every day. A lot of people don't know that, but if you if you ever like seen some of our early like designs, it, it had that in there. But a lot of people don't know that. They just yeah. But that's that's the acronym though for it, making a difference every day. Okay, yeah. I see you trying to get like this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I just wanted to make a brand, man, that represented like us, me and my partner, uh, Q. We just wanted to do something that you know that represent who we were. You know, we love nostalgic things, you know, and that's what we kind of like based our brand off. Of. We based our brand off of like things that nostalgia that these that the youth might not know that they might have forgot about. You know what I'm saying? Some people forget about the things that was nostalgic to them when they was younger, and then it could be new to the new school. You know, so it's like yeah, that's kind of like. Uh, like what we like to base our designs and just like paying homage. We like to pay homage a lot too, to stuff, to people, things, events, whatever that inspired us. That's why we did the uh, the No Limit design. Because um, you know how No Limit was. Yeah, how No Limit was. Uh, how, was how they was in inspired, how Master P. Like Master P is a ghetto superstar. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 like he he went from selling crack in New Orleans to playing in the NBA. Like that's a ghetto superstar right there, <laughs> for real. Yeah, I like that. You was definitely right. Like I got the hookup. Uh. Yeah, man. Like you went from uh, man even before I got the hookup. You ain't never seen I'm about it. Uh, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm about it, yo. Like ice cream, man. Ghetto D, like. You know, a country boy from 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 Nola and, and played for the Hornets. <laughs> Open up movie, like had movies, telephones, like rap snacks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Master P is an icon. He's legendary. So yeah, so we like to pay homage to, to people like that for sure. Sure. So. Shout out to Master P and Lil Romeo for building that empire. Oh uh, yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. See, now you getting it. We talk about DNA, hereditary. Look, his son following the same footsteps. Mm -hmm. you know, that's how you do it, for sure. Those are my inspirations. Mm -hmm. I love hip hop. Mm -hmm. I love it. You know, I love hip hop. You know, that's a that's something that I I, I breathe hip hop every every day. The way I talk, the way I walk. My everything is about me as hip hop for sure. Speaking of hip hop, what's the best hip hop verse out for you? Best, what you what you mean? So repeat that again. What's the best hip hop verse in of all time to you? Oh, that's kind of hard. <laughs> oh, that's a hard question, yo. What? I don't man, that's hard, yo. The best verse. Ooh. <laughs> That's hard. That's hard. I'm not gonna lie. It's one verse that I love, and that's Capadonna verse on Winter Wars. Like, you know, Capadonna is not, he's part of the Wu, but he's not like a he's not like the founding members of the Wu. 
Right, not the original nine. That verse on Winter Wars, he's not the original. Yeah, he's just an affiliate, but he's still the Wu, though. But Capadonna verse on Winter Wars is, man, it's incredible. Like, that's like one of my favorite. I said that's one of my favorite verses. That and uh, and the Quiet Storm verse. Like I, I remember, I remember. Um, let me see. Uh, what, what album was that? Murder Music came out when I was like a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. I sat down, and, it, and it's crazy because me and Benny the Butcher did the exact same thing, and man, I'm the same age. I remember. I think I yeah. I think he, he said he sat down, and he wrote the lyrics to Quiet Storm, uh, Prodigy. And I did the exact same thing. I wrote the lyrics down. This before the internet. This before Google. Like I, I sat down and pressed fast forward, record, pause, play, record, fast forward, and wrote all the lyrics to Quiet Storm. Not the one with Lil Kim, but the the original verse with all three verses from Prodigy. Because I remember that one of those verses was hip hop quotable in the source. So that's how much I hip hop. Like I said, that wrote that whole verse down. <laughs> you said it was quotable. I still know that that verse. Oh, it was you hip hop quotable in Source Magazine. Oh, in Source Magazine. Yeah, that, that Quiet Storm verse. That was hip hop. That was one of the hip hop quotables that year in the Source. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Prodigy man. He's one of my favorite rappers, man. Prodigy. For sure. One of my favorite groups of all time. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So. Man, that was a good question. Oh, yeah, thanks. Oh, the next question is George Washington High School. Uh, Washington was cool. I mean, it's my high school. You know what I'm saying? Uh, It was cool. It was better than the high school I was at previously, but. Uh, Washington was cool, man. It was very diverse. I didn't wear, they didn't wear uniforms, so I was cool with that. Mm-hmm. The high school I went before that, we wore uniforms. So by, when I got to Washington, I'm like, what? Y'all don't wear uniform? Oh, yeah, man. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I, you know what? To be honest, I really like George Washington, though. It was better than the school I was at before. It wasn't a school that I wanted to go to, but my grades wasn't that good, so I couldn't even, I couldn't get it into the school I wanted. I wanted to go to Kenwood. That's the school I wanted to go to for sure. Like, but I couldn't get in there because of my grades. I didn't live in the area. So I ended up going to Washington and I met some cool people there. Uh, it was cool. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, it was it was it was it was a nice experience. It was just too far for me, but it was cool though. Uh, I went from yeah, it was kind of far from where I live, but I enjoyed it, you know. Uh, I went. Wish I could just go back, not to Washington though. But I wish I could just go back to like eighth grade and really got my shit together so I could really get into Kenwood. Nigga said eighth grade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I go back to eighth grade and get my shit together, and then I would apply to Kenwood, <laughs> and I would have Kenwood for sure because that's the school I wanted to go to. Kenwood. Yeah, that makes sense. Definitely. Um, Damn. Uh, east side. The east side. I mean, uh, shit. The east side is the east side. Uh, <laughs> dangerous. You know what I'm saying? I love it, though. I love the east. Uh, growing up, nobody never repped the east side. 
Oh, my bad. You got froze for a second. Yeah, you did. I said, I love that you said, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, I see the, the Wi-Fi is hating on us this evening. It is. Anyway, I love the West Side. I mean, I'm about to say the West Side, tweaking. I love the East Side because growing up, they never really mentioned the East Side. At the parties, they always shouted out the North Side, I mean, the West Side. Or the South Side, even records had South Side. And remember that record, South Side is worse, South Side. So, you know what I'm saying? Even though I live Southeast, I just felt like we was just like, we just wasn't feeling the South Side like that. We was like, yo, we from over East, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, we from the East Side, we from the East Side. So, so thank God to like people like G Herbo for repping the East Side and making it like, global in Chicago because man the east side didn't get no love you know what I'm saying but now you know we the east side and uh east side is the best side for sure so yeah that's how I feel I love the east I love the south side I get it tatted on me one day <laughs> we just call ourselves the we just call ourselves the east side riders ESR ESR east side riders that was our little click back when I was in high school east side riders <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh, oh God. Uh, all right, mic check. Oh, so you know, of course, uh, people that's probably watching don't probably know who my homie Mike Check is, aka Fion Mike D. Uh, man, Mike Check, bro. Like my brother, man. Like Mike Check, low key, like created who I am. Like for real, for real. I was only a year younger than him, but he introduced me, like, to this hip-hop. I mean, I knew about hip-hop, but I feel like Mike, he was invested in hip-hop. Like, that was, like, he in introduced me to, like, rapping. Like, he was, like, my, he was my friend, but he was, like, my arch nemesis at the same time. Because it was the person who I, I had to, I had to, uh, press him and it's probably he's here to tell us he probably would say the opposite he probably would say that he did everything to impress me i know he would but i'm a, i'm a, i'm a, i can't lie and just say like i did everything to impress him just because like mike d i remember mike d at school he used to write raps and he had like a popular rap like when he was in school and everybody knew his rap and they used to be like mike write your rap your rap uh free uh, you know rap your rap and he used to always rap it was called true love you know what I'm saying? He used to be beating it, rapping the true love. And everybody knew it. So I'm like, hey, man, I, I want to be loved like that, bro. I want everybody, you know what I'm saying? So every morning, me, him, and this cat named Fat Joe, right? We used to walk to school. We used to take, like, Mike D used to take, like, a long route. He used to come the opposite way to get me and left and walk to school. He used to come the opposite way. Because he stayed closer to the school than we did. But he'll come the opposite way. But anyway, we'll walk to school every day and we would be rapping. Like, I'll make the beat or somebody make the beat and we'll just be rapping. And that gave me my love for hip-hop. And Mike D, he put me on. He put me on Nas. You know what I'm saying? He put me on Nas' Illmatic album. Like in fifth grade. I got on it pretty late. Because in fifth grade, I was, I was, that was 1995. Illmatic came out in 94. So I didn't really start hanging with Mike D until I was like in fifth grade. And he put me on the Nas album. I remember us, me listening to the Nas album. And 
that's how I really like wanted to rap because of that album. And that's how I came up with the name Birdman. Cause we had a group and we was trying to come up with names. He always had his name, Mike Check. You know what I'm saying? Cause his name was Mike. So he always had Mike Check. And then I was like, I need a name too. So I became the word. And I was like, man, I hate that name. So I became the word man. And then I changed it to young word man. And then it was just word man. And then I was <laughs> word man until I stopped rapping. I was like, all right, cool. I'm just gonna be word forever. I'm gonna be word forever for sure. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, Mike D, man. Rest in peace, man, to my brother. But yeah. it was just like he was for real. Yeah, he knew all he was like, he was like the person who really taught me the um yeah, he was the one who taught me like the culture of hip hop. Like I learned it from my uncle, just like and my mom's just like and my, my pops too. And and uh, just listening to it. But Mike D, like, he made me participate in it. See. You can hear music and like it, but then when you participate, you become a part of the, the genre. My D helped me become a part of the genre. He helped me participate. So, yeah, we was tagging. Like, I used to be a tagger. Like, that was my thing. Like, I was the artist, so I used to do the graffiti shit. Like, I used to be tagging the schools and all that. Was, that was me. You know what I'm saying? Just putting that word. I had, like, this uh, I had, like this symbol that uh, it used to be, like, uh, I got it kind of like from Onyx. I used to draw the Onyx symbol. You know the rap group Onyx? Yeah, I yeah. Use, like they symbol, but I put like my little twist on it. But I used to use like they symbol with it. And then I used to draw a peace sign with an arrow going that way. I didn't know what the hell that meant, but I did. I put that on all my art. That was like my tag. That was on all my artwork. A peace sign with the arrow. Right. I didn't know what it meant. I just, that was just something I did. But if you know hip pop you know that's what it was they was graffiti artists uh who was a, i think fat joe was a graffiti artist basquiat was a graffiti artist you know what i'm saying yeah. who was that last person you said basquiat basquiat john michelle basquiat you don't know what that is no oh <laughs> uh, man renaissance he's a renaissance um like artist man like he legendary. Like, he's he's one of the most famous black artists ever. But he's from uh he's from New York. I forgot what borough he's from. But uh, he he was like uh he was uh he was real close to uh to Andy Warhol and they just created like he became popular real fast. But unfortunately, man, he he OD'd off of heroin. Oh. But what made him so dope is because he drew, he drew his environment. He painted his environment, which was drugs, violence, because that's where he come from. And he did it in a very abstract way. And that's what made him dope. And what made me really fuck with him is because watch it, I watched I watch two of his films. He had two films. One was uh, portrayed by Jeffrey be right and then he had another film it was like a documentary but one of his films uh uh i forgot the name of that fucking film man it's, it's called something son i believe is what it's called but you know who jeffrey wright is right no jeffrey wright is uh uh you ever seen shaft yeah he the one who played the the, the puerto rican cat peoples 
He was stabbing himself, the crazy ass Puerto Rican in Shaft. The uh, first shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. That's Jeffrey Wright. Real stuff on actor. But he played Basquiat in the film. And uh, what made me fuck with Basquiat heavy is like, I remember him like painting like Jordan ones and a Prada suit. I'm just like, that shit cold. He just fucking up Jordan ones and a Prada suit painting. Like he, you got to be cold to do some shit like that. Yeah. Prada and Jordan ones got to be legendary. So I just stuck with him for that. So yeah, Basquiat. Mm -hmm. That's dope. It seems like overall, you your energy fucks with people that are authentically themselves and to me that's my definition of fashion like you know what i'm saying you gotta just be you and oh yeah. yeah yeah i tell people that all the time yo you it's worse when you try to dress like someone else mm -hmm. that's the worst thing on fashion you have to dress to make you comfortable you know can you hear me yeah that's the worst thing you can do in fashion yeah the worst thing you can do is dress like someone else you have to dress to make yourself comfortable. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, you have to. You have to dress to uh yeah, you just have to make yourself comfortable, man. And uh yeah. Your pieces make who you are, you know. Yeah, yeah the way you wear your hair. Yeah. Right? That's part of your identity. The way you tie your shoes, you know, man? the way you tie your sneakers, the laces, how you tie them, you know. So like different things like that. <laughs> no, that's that's on point. That's very funny. Um, yeah. Okay, thank you, Word Man, for coming on today's show. I had a freaking blast with you. I don't know how long it's been because you was definitely in my world right now because I'm just like all over the place. But thank okay. you. Yeah, thank you so much. Is there any last words you want to leave us with? Um. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um. Man, you know, I love what you're doing. Always continue to, like, do this, you know. Uh, never stop, especially if it makes you ha happy. Uh, always do what makes you happy, man, you know. You don't want to, you know, the, the tomorrow's never promised. So you don't never want to regret, you know what I'm saying, how you live life. Live life that makes you happy. And don't give a fuck what people say. Because <laughs> it makes me, no, for real. Because people going to hate. People will hate on you because they can't do the shit you do. So they hate on you and try to and try to speak against it. The whole time it's like, bro, this for me. Everybody got their own journey. Do what makes you happy. And uh, you know, keep keep using this platform to express yourself and just you never know, man. You could be putting people on. I I watch podcasts and interviews like all I, I watch that shit all the day. You know, what I mean, that's all I watch. And I used to do podcasts, you know, and um um, like I said, it's just like conversation is healthy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it is healthy and fun. That's why I love talking because it's just like they have different stuff to say. Oh yeah, I got a um did I send you guys my invitation to my party? No, where is it? I'm gonna text it to you. I'm gonna text it to you right now. Okay. I, I sent it to y'all on Facebook, but I'm gonna text it to you right now. But uh I don't know if y'all are free this day, but it's uh it's gonna be on the 26th. It's gonna be at the house. It's gonna be here, so uh, yeah, I definitely can. Uh, I'm gonna send it to you right now. Yeah, so I just send it to you.
<laughs> this is so funny. Wait. Oh my god. Oh my god. Look. So y'all slide through, man. I thought, yeah, yo. I right. for sure. We coming. Yeah, so we're gonna be here, man. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a blast, man, celebrating. You know what I'm saying? So I would love to see y'all here. So definitely y'all come through. You know what I'm saying? Bring a bottle, mm -hmm. bring your other endeavors, you know what I'm saying? Good spirits. It's mm -hmm. all fun. But that's all it's about. Enjoying life. You never know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you never know. I love it. I love it. I love this interview. This is dope to me and everything because I knew you for a minute, but not like this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, no, nah, it's all, yeah. I love talking, man. That's just something I love to do, especially when it's about, you know, just life experiences, things, you know what I'm saying? It's a, the story always needs to be told, no matter who you are. Everybody has a story, you know? Everybody got a story, so some, whatever, you know, tell your story. Yeah, for sure. I, um, word man, again, thank you so much for coming on today's show. I had a blast, and um, I'll see you soon. All right, for sure. Peace. Peace. All right. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chi-Town, and welcome back to Speak Your Mind Radio. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Queen Star, and I'm dope, funny, and goofy. <laughs> and you guys just never know who I'll be interviewing next because I love people and I love giving back. So join me on this magical journey from hidden underground talents to legendary film directors across the world or... Watch me get hyped off solo music reviews from cool tracks to hip-hop beats because we now stream it on Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. It's Miss Hip-Hop and we live, baby. Time to represent Chicago's number one podcast, Speak Your Mind. <laughs>